African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. Uh, thank you for joining me, your host, Benjamin Mushatama, on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. Uh, that's our service into the African continent and Sub-Saharan Africa. Thank you for joining us as well on DSTV on Channel 802 on the Audio Bouquet. And also you can stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, today we've been looking at a lot of, uh, uh, yesterday we had the SADC Summit and uh, tomorrow we'll be looking at the Brex Bank and I think we've got a theme uh, this week looking at the issue of intra-trade on the African continent. And uh, the economic well-being of the continent is dependent on the speeding up of infrastructure development, regional integration through transport corridors, the implementation even of regional transport strategy and strengthening the energy needs are all pillars to ensuring the infrastructure Infrastructure Africa is advanced. Now, to discuss these issues, the 6th Annual Infrastructure Africa Business Forum will be held at the Senton Convention Center between uh, August 21 and uh, 22. We'll be looking at these issues today. Infrastructure development, how do we fast track it? How do we make sure that Africa is more integrated? We integrate it when it comes to business. We're more integrated when it comes to energy and even transport. Joining us on the line, we've got Nigel Gwen Evans who is the Chief Director of the Industrial Development of the Department of Trade and Industry of South Africa. And uh, we have uh, Nelly Siwe Makubane, who is the chairman, uh, actually the chair lady, I should rather call her, of the Madling Energy. And uh, she's joining us in studio here. And uh, let me give you some biography background of some of our guests. Nigel Gwen Evans is uh, recently, as I mentioned, at the DTI as Chief Director for African Industrial Development. He spent most of his career in the Western Cape Department of Economic Development and Westgrow and was instrumental in the establishment of a wide range of not-for-profit cluster bodies. And also, Ms. Nelisio Mogubani started a career in ESCOM after a stint in the private sector as a consulting electrical engineer. She joined the Department of Minerals and Energy as the chief director responsible for the restructuring of the electricity sector. So you can see these guests are right in the action when it comes to the issue of integration and infrastructure structure development. Let me start the conversation with you, Nelisiwe, in terms of, uh, we know that the Infrastructure Business Forum is taking place next week. How important is it that we should actually be having these conversations now? I know Africa is starting to see the potential of intertrade, of regional corridors, of energy integration. How important is it for now to, for Africa to start speaking in this particular language? Thank you very much for this opportunity to talk to you in uh, in, in this regard. Uh, actually, it's extremely important mm-hmm. because it's not just only about um, the 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 in, 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 interconnections, mm-hmm. but also intertrade. In other words, mm-hmm. 
being able to to sh- to share goods and services mm. uh, within the continent mm. and as you are aware the biggest um obstacle right now mm. is the infrastructure i mean we need to have interconnection in terms mm. of roads infrastructure mm. we need interconnection in terms of energy infrastructure mm. in fact um in terms of energy in particular mm. uh, we can be able to make sure that we diversify mm. our energy mix as as a continent mm. if we are able to make sure that um we we we, are, we have interconnections mm. and in this regard it's it makes it, it makes sense actually mm. it makes business sense to be able to to sh- to share mm. also even expertise in this regard let me come to you, Nigel. Thank you for joining us there on the line as well. We know that intertrade uh, on the African continent sits only at 11%. And if Africa could boost its regional integration, it could unlock a lot of business opportunities. But we know that this backlog of uh, uh, infrastructure development is actually causing uh, this backlog of intertrade. Uh, how do you think we can fast track? Because that's the word that is being used right now, speeding up fast tracking this infrastructure uh, connection of these uh, uh, countries. Nigel? Yes, good morning, Benjamin, and good morning, listeners. Uh, very good to be here. Uh, I think, as Nelisa said, uh, this is uh, one of the, the an absolutely key uh, issue moving, moving forward. I think there's been huge amounts of work that's been done in the past in terms of corridors, one-stop border posts, uh, a number of big initiatives like the PICI initiative, the Presidential Infrastructure Champion in- Initiative. Mm. Uh, so there are there've, uh, many, many initiatives have taken place over the past few, few years mm. or last decade or two. I think what's critical now is around the leadership. It's, uh, I've just come from the SADC summit that's sure. uh, happening in a few days. All the preparation is underway at the moment. Leadership is absolutely fundamental from the top all the way through the line departments, uh, coordination uh, between government departments are critical uh, and between countries, and uh, probably then also bringing the, the public and private sector together is, uh, is, is very, very important, particularly when we're in a fiscally constrained environment where there's a significant dependence on uh, non-public-private partnerships and the role of uh, non-governmental funding to to, let's say, fill the gap for many of these infrastructure projects. Mm. So I would say two things. The, the one is around leadership, and the second is around uh, bringing the private sector and working closely with the private sector. Now, Joe, you highlighted something very important, then we'll come back to it later, the issue of uh, harnessing public and private partnerships, because that's where people are actually seeing uh, kind of a bottleneck when it comes to investments, and also we need to strengthen that uh, private and private partnership uh, initiative. But looking at uh, this kind of issue of infrastructure development. Do we have a clear roadmap, Nelly Sewell? Because when you speak to people, they say, yes, we might have ideas on how to actually do this and we have ideas and we have vision and we always meet at summits and we talk about these ideas. But when it comes to implementation, that's where things kind of slow down because of also the red tape around uh, legislation with various countries that have to be part of these developments. Thank you very much. Um, Nigel has just pointed something very, very important, the issue of leadership. Obviously, governments need to create an environment 
where private sector can thrive. And uh, private sector want clear rules and um, regulations on how to play the game in order for them to be able to put their money where, where their mouth is. So it is quite important that... Uh, governments have got very clearly defined regulations and legislative framework Mm. to make sure then that uh, the regulators in those particular countries Mm. who, by the way, need to be independent so that they can be able to police whatever regulations and legislative framework that the government has put in place. Mm. That way then it gives confidence uh, to the private sector that it's worth putting their money. For example, in South Africa we've got a renewable energy independent power producer program Mm. which has got very very clear rules and how to when what kind of outcomes are expected so that is the kind of um, environment that creates a thriving um, private sector but Mm. also over and above that we've got quite a number of financial development institutions Mm. who will also want to support Mm. the infrastructure in the continent Mm. however they also need to make sure that uh, the rules are are clearly defined Mm. in order to be able to put their money Mm. Nigel your thoughts on that issue of profitability you know because I feel that that's one thing that kind of brings me to to this particular point what was highlighted by Nelly Siwe right now that we also have to create confidence for the private sector for these infrastructural development projects absolutely absolutely uh, I think the um, certainly uh, both at a, at, a, at, a, at a member state level at a, a country level and I think across the region, there does need to be uh, there needs to be the confidence to invest. Uh, the ground rules need to be in place. They need to be clear, as Nelisi was said. Um, uh, so these are all they're all critical. I think also perhaps touching on some of the financing aspects will be which will be very much addressed in the uh, at the conference next week. Uh, it's very clear that there's not a shortage of. Of, uh, of finance available per se for projects. Uh, it is around uh, providing the security and the certainty uh, to enable these and the, and the, the depth of, of project preparation to enable these projects to move ahead. So very much a shortage around project prep and uh, probably also the cost of uh, doing your feasibility, pre-feasibility work uh, relative to the project. It takes, in Africa, an estimates uh, probably close to 10% of the total project costs are required to uh, to really put in place to go mm. through all the uh, the social, the economic, the mm. uh, political, the financial, the environmental, all the uh, the various uh, uh, steps that need to be uh, taken through mm. versus perhaps a developed economy where it might be uh, you're probably looking at about three or four percent of total costs for all the the feasibility work. Mm-hmm. So this has uh, been a real focus, this need for project prep, uh, preparation facilities mm-hmm. uh, at the SADC conference that I'm at at the moment. It's a real focus around the need for these, uh, for doing the due diligence, doing the project prep work, and the financing thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep, that's uh, absolutely fundamental to get all that right. 
to to really enable the private sector to come in. Now, you see, I mean, you've worked in both private and now you're in the public sector. You've even worked for a government peristatals themselves. And uh, what are you thinking in terms of uh, how this preparedness stage is actually um, embarked upon? Do you think we're getting it right? We're doing it the right way? Do you think everyone is consulted, both the private and the public sector? I'm, also, I'm of the view that there is quite a lot of um, um, uh, consultation that is sure. taking place. Mm. Uh, however, what really still needs to be done is that we should not um, end up uh, d- doing a public relations exercise. We really need to sure. ensure sure. that people are appropriately consulted because even if, say, people they do not agree mm. with uh, what you, you are doing, but as long as they are consulted, then there is a general acceptance that we all need to move forward in a specific direction. Now, in this particular case, um, either in, in South Africa, I think we, 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 we did quite a lot of that in terms of preparation, because when we're looking at preparation, we're not just only looking at uh, whether the project can can happen, but also we are looking at um, other aspects of the project. We are looking at at least how much is it going to cost you to be able to uh, execute that particular project, but also what are the checks and balances that we are going to put in place to make sure that the outcomes that you want are actually achieved. Mm. Well, I'm speaking to Nigel Gwyn Evans, who's the Chief Director of the Industrial Development, uh, uh, African Industrial Development Department of the Department of Trade and Industry in South Africa. And also we have Nelly Siwe Magubani, who's the uh, Chair of the Matleng Energy. Well, we are speaking about how do you actually fast track uh, this idea of infrastructure development. It's not an idea anymore. It's something that's slowly, slowly unpacking itself. And uh, the big conversation is around how do you increase intra-connection on the African continent. According to the World Bank's estimates, roads, railways, airports, harbors and ports, renewable and baseload power plants, hospitals, schools and ICT infrastructure, uh, these are all part of the vast network of $93 billion in infrastructure needed to unlock Africa's economic growth. So you can hear from that particular figure that a whole lot needs to be done and to be done uh, to the place whereby uh, there is an attraction with this type of large of investments that are have to be put into this kind of uh, a big big Africa uh, projects. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. You are listening to Channel Africa right here uh, on uh, our frequency nine six two five on uh, uh, the thirty one uh, meter band to Southern Africa. You're also listening to us on DSTV. We're on Channel eight o two. Thank you for joining us there on our audio bouquet. Don't forget to. Join us on our website on www.channelafrica.co.za. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet, and satellite. From an African perspective, Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunya Nzovo and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. 
Indeed, this is Channel Africa, the Africans themselves speaking about their own continent, giving you the African perspective. Thank you for joining us here on African Dialogue. And I'm with uh, in our studios, Nelisiwa Magubane. Thank you, Nelisiwa, once again for giving us your time right here in Channel Africa and coming to our Johannesburg studios. Uh, she's the uh, chair of the Matling Energy. We also have Nigel Gwen Evans, who's the chief director of African Industrial Development, uh, which is uh, a part of the Department of Trade and Industry of South Africa. Now, we are looking at the infrastructure uh, summit that will be taking place uh, uh, next week. Uh, it will be actually a big conversation that is taking place right here in Johannesburg, taking place at the Centen Convention Center between the August 21 and uh, the 22nd. Also, it is very much focused of how do you actually increase uh, the partnerships within the private sector. We know yesterday I was at the, I was at the SADC Summit, the 37th SADC Summit there. It is also part of the theme there, but that particular conference, how do you actually increase uh, collaboration between uh, private sector and the public sector to ensure that uh, there is that inter-trade development on the African continent. Now, let's continue the conversation with our guests in our studios. As I mentioned, that uh, a lot is needed in order to make this uh, uh, project actually unpacked uh, uh, nearly see where $93 billion in infrastructure needed to unlock Africa's economic growth and we both spoke about uh, uh, the need to actually ensure that we do actually attract the right kind of investments uh, uh, for these kind of large scale uh, projects but Infrastructure Africa is also about finding and meeting the right people for the right projects. And sometimes that is a struggle, isn't it, on the African continent, finding the right people for the right projects. Absolutely. That is usually the the issue. But if you recall uh, what uh, Nigel has pointed out mm. is that the, most of the time, the financing is not an issue. Okay. The issue is uh, making sure that you've got the right skills mm. and also making sure that, again, you've got the right leadership, mm. both in private mm. and public sector. Mm. And uh, that will make sure that the worker gets accelerated. Mm. Um, what we'd like to see uh, when it comes to conferences like uh, uh, Infrastructure Africa, mm. we'd, we would like to see where real and concrete uh, partnerships being um, facilitated in order to take the whole discussion forward. Because it's one thing to meet in conferences and then go back home, leave your conference back, and then it's business as usual. Mm-hmm. But what we really would like to see happening here is a situation where those those kind of interactions are being taken forward mm-hmm. and yielding the fruits that we'd like to see for the continent. Because mm-hmm. we have been hearing that uh, the African continent is a sleeping giant. <laughs> we cannot afford to keep on sleeping forever. We can't afford to be sleeping forever, Nigel. But however, do we have the capacity, uh, as was highlighted by Nelly Siwa, that we need uh, the manpower, we need the skills? Sure. Uh, yes, we... Uh, I think certainly in South Africa, we've got a, a very significant role. We, we have a lot of the manpower, we have a lot of the skills... Mm. Uh, and perhaps this is an interesting example. I think with uh, the very, uh, as Nelly Siwe mentioned, we've uh, had a very successful REIT program, the Renewable Energy Program. Mm. And uh, I think with where we're at at the moment, there are many, many capable teams that are that are sitting in South Africa now uh, looking into the region. There are many projects now at a... Uh, 
uh, at a probably slightly, you know, not the thousands of megawatts, but uh, perhaps tens of megawatts, 10 up to 50, up to 100 megawatts projects, mm. particularly in, in photovoltaic uh, mm. projects, looking at developing uh, and supporting developments in the region. So I think this is, uh, if you're asking about the skills, I think the skills, certainly in South Africa, we've got the skills, we've got the project management skills, we've got the financing skills, we've got the, the engineering skills. It does need to be developed across the region. And I think what we're also seeing is that there's a very strong focus by many of our neighbors around local content. And this is very important so, for so. South African firms. It's no longer just about going and doing uh, selling products or services so. into the region. Mm. It's about supporting local, developing long-term plans to, uh, to put in place skills programs in the region, to use our capabilities that we've got to, to support our neighbors. And I think this is increasingly going to have to happen. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it, uh, uh, that's the, very much the, the latest trend in the past two or three years. Mm. Now, Lisa, your thoughts on that, that idea of, I love that Nigel brought that up, the fact that we need to start harnessing uh, local content and uh, the types of uh, uh, products that we utilize even in our infrastructural development projects. Yes, absolutely. That, that is extremely important mm. because what uh, usually um, create a lot of uh, opportunities, it's innovative, it's innovation, it's also making sure that you, de- you develop your also own local content. Mm. But also, as uh, South Africa, I firmly believe that we can also export some of these ideas. Uh, as, as, a, as we speak right now, Matleng is doing a project in Zimbabwe uh, for, to install about 15 megawatts of solar, solar plant. Oh, and uh, what we have done as Matleng is that we decided that we are going to practice what we, are do, what we are preaching in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We have partnered with a local firm mm-hmm. so that we can be able to make sure then that not only we impart the, sti- the skills that we have managed to, to get, but mm-hmm. also it just makes business sense mm-hmm. to have um, a, a, a local partner because then a lot of work gets done a lot quicker because they know exactly what needs to be done mm-hmm. in, their, in, their, in that particular environment. So um, in my view, uh, local content and also um, participation of um, local local in individuals Good. is just business sense. Mm, mm. Well, we're going to take one more break, and then after that break, we'll wrap up this conversation. You are listening to Channel Africa, The African Perspective. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Mushatama, right here on African Dialogue. Remember, we come to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time, bringing you big discussions with key players in various uh, industries, on in politics and uh, other themes that we cover here on our program. Remember, we want to we want you to be part of the Channel Africa family, so do join us at Channel Africa One. That's our Twitter handle, or join us on our Facebook page, and you'll get our audio and you'll get our shortwave uh, uh, service streams, even on our website on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, let's take one more break, and then we'll be back. And remember, just to remind you again, at 11:45 or so, we'll get our business news, and thereafter, we'll get our sports. This is African Dialogue. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 
605-47-1711. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. We have great news for you. Channel Africa has gone mobile. If you have a cell phone, you can now download the mobile app for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Yes, this is Channel Africa giving you the African perspective. You with me, Benjamin Mushatama. I'm with you until midday and uh, we'll be uh, speaking uh, with uh, uh, our uh, guests today on just wrapping up this uh, conversation on infrastructure projects uh, uh, through public and private uh, partnerships. We know that uh, the Africa Infrastructure Summit is uh, uh, taking place uh, next week and uh, uh, government officials, the private sector uh, will be uh, coming together to really speak about how can they harness this uh, uh, particular issue of African development and implementation, implementation, implementation is the language that everyone now is talking about. But uh, uh, let's wrap it up uh, with our guests in the studio and also on the line. Nelly Siwe, uh, let's wrap it up in terms of looking at also this idea we were speaking about off air about FDI strengthening uh, their uh, confidence as well. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm of the view that um, FDIs are very, very keen mm. on the support of, of um, the African in infrastructure mm. development, mm. specifically some of the monopoly infrastructure, like mm. your roads, mm. like your transmission in net networks, and mm. also interconnection mm. uh, in, in, in this regard. And in my view is, is that uh, all government needs to do mm. is to create an environment that provides certainty, mm. um, an environment that transcends um, an administration, mm. uh, environment that's going to make sure then that you have um, uh, strengthened regulators. Mm. So for me, that is going to be uh, uh, that is going to be quite important because mm. as, as 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 business people, that's mm. when we thrive when there is um, adequate infrastructure mm. and the practicalities of things. You know, I know that uh, there's a lot of red tape, especially around uh, these particular issues. When you have to get into a project, then uh, now you have to deal with uh, another country's legislation versus another country's. Absolutely. In fact, there has been an attempt to try and, uh, if I can say, rationalize or normalize some of uh, th those kind of environments. Like mm. uh, in the energy space, we've got what is called um, RERA, which is a regional energy regulatory authority. Okay. So what, is what it seeks to do, it mm. seeks to try to make sure that uh, we are able to have at least, at the minimum, mm. some common um, areas of agreement as countries. Mm. Uh, it does it, we don't want to take um, the, the, the autonomy of the mm. country, mm. but you want to create an environment where mm. we can be able to work together and have harmonized uh, legislation in order to enable the development of the infrastructure. Well, Nigel, as a journalist, sometimes I can become pessimistic, especially around summits, and I can refer to them as talk shops. That's what we do as journalists. Sometimes we've got so many questions, and we have even questions around the answers that, that we get. Uh, what's going to make this summit so much different from the rest? I mean, we need to see a fast tracking here and uh, it can't take us any longer than we've seen that there's still potential that is still unexplored on the African continent. 
Sure, Benjamin. So perhaps to dispel your pessimism, <laughs> uh, let me uh, perhaps bring out what I think are, are three critical areas, and I'll call it the three Ps. Mm. So I think preparation, as we've spoken about, is absolutely critical. But uh, I want to bring in another one, which is prioritization. Mm. So, and I think what we're seeing over the past decade, at least, is a far, far greater prioritization around what are the key projects that need to move ahead. And, I mean, many of these are now moving ahead. So, I mean, you take something like the Kazangula Bridge. That's a really, really important piece of infrastructure that's going to open up and unlock uh, our route, certainly of South Africa, into Botswana, up mm. into Zambia, uh, the center of, uh, uh, into Southern Africa. So prioritizing these routes are absolutely critical. Mm. And I think the role of some of the corridor work, the North-South Corridor, sure. the Nakala uh, Corridor work, the, uh, the Vossus Bay Corridor, many of these corridor plans which have been around now for a decade or two are really getting down to the nuts and bolts and moving key pieces of project uh, uh, ahead. And then thirdly, uh, certainly this, this realization around partnerships is, is absolutely fundamental. And I think government, particularly, as I mentioned, in this fiscally constrained environment now know they have to partner, whether it's with the private sector, with, on a, uh, with financiers, with DFIs, uh, uh, with uh, EPC contractors, whatever it is, uh, they are, the need for partnerships are absolutely fundamental and, and uh, really creating the environment around it. So, so perhaps another take on the three Ps. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think from where I'm sitting, uh, a lot of very positive things are now moving uh, on the, in the continent, and uh, it's, I think it's moving into a very, very exciting time. Well, thank you for joining us there, Nigel. That's Nigel Gwyn Evans, who is the Chief Director of the Industrial Development uh, uh, Department of uh, uh, Trade and Industry uh, in South Africa. And also thank you as well to Nelisiwa Magubane, who's the Chair of the Matling Energy. Thank you both for giving us your time. Remember that you can find our uh, uh, podcast after the program. We'll give you uh, this particular podcast that you can revisit. And maybe you want to uh, check out some of the facts of of how do we actually strengthen infrastructure development on the African continent. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll have some music thereafter. Uh, this, let's have some music, I think, uh, that is Black Sunshine. This one is titled Building. And then we'll get our business news afterwards and our sports. Zikomo Mary and Bali, Zikomo Arthur and Bali, Zikomo Drusilla Chipembere, Zikomo 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 Kwambili. I've been waiting all my life for disciples, disciples singing songs of revolution. The circle, the drums keep ringing louder for the spirit. Away now, it's love we're bringing. The form of freedom Come down now The devil's bleeding We grow from sea to tree Me and my people building Me and my people building I've been waiting for the one day Not someday But today we need 
Something strong to build on A foundation, a nation of God Giving more than taking Backs breaking Oh my people, come on Share the love you're saving Stop hazing, life could be amazing We grow from sea to tree Me and my people building Yet my people build it. Oh, yeah, 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 sing it one more time. We grow from seed to tree. Me and my people build it. Me and my people build it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Sugar up, dumps, dirt out of dumps, dirt out of dumps, dumps, stack up, stack up. Sugar up, dumps, dirt out of dumps.